Michael brought this song to the table, and I've listened to this band actually quite a bit since he first told me about them years ago. There are a few bands that Michael has told me to listen to, and I have done so, and they're all metal bands, of course. And uh, like the good friend I am, I completely mistake this band for a different one in our conversation. So that makes me look really smart. And hey, if you would also like to help make me look smart, uh, let us know if you'd like to join us on the podcast. We'd love to have you, whether we know you super well or not. Uh, we could do it virtually, or you can come uh, visit the studio, hang out with us. Uh, shoot me a message on Instagram, Shaggy Versus, S-H-A-G-G-Y-V-S, or uh, send us an email at songswedidn'twrite at gmail.com. Ask how you're doing, but with a, uh, I'm gonna pair it and let the uh, let the audience, let the audience, the listeners, the, the thousands of listeners, primarily, we're primarily popular in the Southwest. Uh, there's something about our voices in the arid regions <laughs> that just really clicks. Um, how are yeah. you doing? It's been brought to my attention that you and your wonderful wife. Are going on a little trip ski. Yeah, we're going to head down to Chicago, actually, tomorrow night. So tell me about it, and are you excited, and how are you doing? Yeah, no, it's, it's going to be nice. So, uh, you know, now that, now that uh, things from the COVID standpoint, we didn't, we really, we went camping a couple of times as a family. We went down and saw my grandma just really recently, but there's a long time in there that we didn't really get to go really do anything. But last year in 2020 was our 15 year anniversary and we had planned on making a trip out of it, going down yeah. to Key West and just yeah. doing some stuff. And then it, um, obviously that didn't happen. <laughs> then you did nothing. And then we yeah. did nothing. We built a patio is what we were <laughs> built that deck because we, yeah, we had saved up saved for up like whatever. And then, okay, I guess we'll just build a deck. But anyway, um, so it's our anniversary. This, uh, tomorrow is our anniversary. Congrats. Um, so, uh, Anyway, we're we're gonna go down to Chicago and spend a couple of nights down there and 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 hang out. So I'm really looking forward to it, man. We we uh, we really enjoy going to Chicago. It's close enough, you know. I mean, it's only yeah. an hour and a half drive. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And uh, um, you get a, a chance to just just be around big city stuff for for just a couple of days and then get out of there. I don't want to live in a big city, but I really like to just visit it for a couple of days. And so we'll go enjoy enjoy ourselves down there and, and hang out, but. I don't know, man. Nothing like we don't even really have a plan. We we, we got that. a hotel and we that. have no plan at all. So I don't know. We might we might go to the aquarium or we might yeah. just go to. It's funny because Becky Becky said to me, she's like, I think when we go to Chicago, she's like, I want to eat, and then I just like chuckled. It's like, yeah, I mean, we kind of have to do that. <laughs> like, we we will not survive if we don't. We're gonna but run into that because <laughs> she she's like, well, when we go down there, I, well, I want to eat, and then you know maybe go to like the Nike store and the Van store, but then I don't really have any other plan. And I'm like, <laughs> I want to eat too, babe. <laughs> I'll eat food and then go to a van store. That sounds about all we need. Yeah. Life. Yeah. Food and vans. So basically, yeah, you guys are going to have <laughs> breakfast. You're going to go to two stores. You're going to have lunch and be like, what the hell? What are we going <laughs> to do? do? We're in Chicago. The next two days. No. Dude, uh, that's, that's how that's how Cameo and I are, you know, often is we'll, we'll get a hotel room. We'll have kind of a vague idea of what we want to do. But um, have you been to any of the – I haven't. Uh, that's why I'm asking. I'm excited to go um, – have you been to any of the museums in Chicago? Perhaps that yeah, would be fun. No, yeah, we've we've been there. We've actually been to the aquarium before as well. We've, I love the Shed Aquarium. That's a really cool. Yeah, place. yeah, yeah. We've been we've been we've done a few different things mm-hmm. down there. So cool. Uh, but it, that's that's the thing with going, um, just being there. It's like when you go to a restaurant, you don't go there often. If they have something really great on the menu you probably get that when you go there. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So, like, just going to Chicago and being being there, doing some of the same yeah. things is just fun because 
that's what we want to do is just go there. So. And it's supposed to be pretty nice weather it's too. It's supposed to be so 87 degrees on wow. Saturday. Yeah, wow. that's I'm excited. That's actually kind of hot for me. Like I don't mean to complain, but I yeah. am a mid 60s, low 70s. I know that kinda, about you. Yeah, guy. yeah. Oh, I know that about you. <laughs> so my wife is all excited. I'm like, hey, man, that sounds like I'm going to be sweating. It sounds like I'm going to have to change clothes after being outside walking around places. Is what that sounds like. To <laughs> yeah, you. yeah. At the Nike store, <laughs> you might have to change. Yeah, it's just I'll just buy buy a new set of clothes. Yeah, get a tracksuit. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, well, cool, That's man. Great. I well, I hope you enjoy yourself, and uh, yeah, we we should we should end up having a lot of fun. Yeah, and for all those listening, he uh, even though he won't be here, there'll be uh, armed bodyguards. So don't even think about coming over here. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I just, no, actually, <laughs> <laughs> just thought about, we just told anyone by who listens to our podcast, there's not going to be any adults at your house for yeah, a couple of days. No, by the time this airs, it'll be way past that. Oh, yeah. so suck it, <laughs> you hypothetical thieves. Uh, all right, so let's get into this, uh, this song, why don't we? Yeah, man. Hey, you chose it, Nostalgia Seeds. That's right, baby. Why, why, why did you pick this I song? I have no fucking idea. I just kind of panicked, <laughs> just <laughs> pulled my phone out. Uh, dude, it's funny because on this album, like this isn't even, I, I primarily chose it because they, I have a story tied to it, which I will get into uh, shortly, I'm guessing. Much like you and Becky need to eat when you're in Chicago, I'm going to need to talk about this song right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so because I have a story and kind of a live experience with this, but also, you know, I definitely enjoy the song. It grinds. It's super, uh, it's very versatile. But on this album, it's probably like my third or fourth favorite song on the album. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, but because... Um, uh, yeah, it's not as quick at times as some of their other stuff. I, I like the, I really like when their tempo is just kind of, you know, thousand miles per hour. So sometimes actually they're slower, um, kind of measured breakdowns like on this. I mean, slower in comparison to some of the other stuff that they put out. Um, but uh, yeah, man, it's what it did for me for a long period of time and still does actually, even after learning um uh, I talked to the vocalist after the show for like an hour. We had a really good conversation. Oh, that's a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really, it was a very enlightening conversation. It's funny because looking back now, I have a slight suspicion. Just, I'm, I'm, I just can be overly cynical, and I'm working on that in my life. All right. Um, but as I was preparing to talk about this song, like we had this really deep conversation. It was great. I really appreciate it. It meant a lot to me at the time. Um, still does. But then I had this suspicion that maybe he was talking to me to get out of loading the van <laughs> because I noticed that we were talking after the set and his two bandmates were loading the van and stuff. And I think one even came over to us and made a joke about it. And then I was thinking that would be hilarious if he was having this like deep, meaningful conversation with me, just smoking his cigarettes when really he's just kind of getting out of work. Yeah. he's. <laughs> but fuck it, man. Whatever. Uh, so yeah, that's. I guess that kicks off our combo. So well, before getting in, I'm really interested to hear about that. But I, I would like to know, kind of from the beginning, how did you hear about this band in the first place? Like, mm -hmm. what is your, what is your connection with the band? Mm -hmm. And then I'd love to hear about that, that experience. Yeah, man. So this is just a classic crawling solid state records um, site, and. I think it was going through past artists. I think I was crawling past solid state artists and I had found their name. And so I just checked out some stuff on YouTube and, uh, you know, what I found on YouTube was actually the album before, which, um, uh, was a different vocalist. Um, so once I ran into like this album, um, I believe it's, yeah, I believe this is Gage's first album with the band. But I just came upon a song on YouTube and I was just like, man, it was just what I was looking for. And so I really got into them when I found them. And so I saw them live probably, it's probably like a year or two after I started listening to them. So it wasn't like super long. And um, yeah, so found them just crawling solid state records and been listening to them since. So cool. And how long ago, uh, well, how many times have you seen them live? I think I've. I think I've seen them only once. I think I've only seen them once. Um, and 
Yeah, I've been listening to him since I think like 2015. Okay, yeah. I remember. I remember when you first told me about them. Yeah, and you were super jacked. Yeah, on these guys, and I remember you just shoving them down my throat, man. Dude, I was like, yeah. There's some bands where I'm just like, Brandon, <laughs> fucking listen to these. And then like guys. three days later, you'd be like, did you check that band out? Did Dude, I know it's so annoying. But some bands, <laughs> no, I, I I will do that to you, and I always will till the day I die. And I'm sorry. I do it to you. You do. I did yeah. it today to you, actually asking you if you watched that Louis C.K. video. Oh, I know. I felt so, so like, bad. And the too. same thing. No, yeah. but I I mean we we both do the same. Thing. Yeah, yeah. But that's how I. But knew. we know when stuff is. Yeah, yeah exactly. We like, know when we're gonna. Yeah. There's there's just one of those. It's it's one of those things when it's like I just know if you actually will do this. Yeah. Like I I I know you. You'll, you'll probably really respect it or really like it. Yes. So, no, I, I remember uh, I remember checking them out after you showed them to me, and they definitely hit the sweet spot. Yeah. Um, for from a dude, the this song. What's cool about this song is I, I know what you mean by the tempo. It's you know the tempo they they go a little faster than others, but like there's um, there's a lot of meat on this song, and I mean vocally, man, these guys don't do anything that makes me just like, all eh, oh, I could take it or leave it kind of a thing. Yeah. I mean, it just it's great the whole song. Yeah, it's yeah. great the whole song. Yeah. So, um, no, nah, but it's funny because when I when I think of like it, it, when we first talked about doing the podcast, um, and we had the idea, you know, I th- of course in my mind I'm like, okay, what bands. I need to start thinking of bands and songs that I would bring to the table. And then I started thinking, oh, what bands is Michael going to bring to the table? And I thought, well, he's probably going to think The Chariot, 68, and Speak of Wolves. So, like, it was just one of those, like, I this band, <laughs> yeah. to me, I knew it would have to come up at some point. And what's funny, though, is lyrically for these guys, and you even mentioned it in an, in an earlier podcast, um, I think in the Overseer one, you, you kind of mentioned that sometimes the lyrics can get a bit evangelical, which at a time in your life um, hit the sweet spot. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, there's a little bit with it. And so I know there's some history with the band as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have I have, I have, have bands from my past that have that same kind of history mm-hmm. that you kind of listen to. So I, I didn't, it, it is funny because I knew that dynamic about them. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like... Um, uh, the song by My Epic, I forget. Oh, Lower Still. Yeah. That song by My Epic, um, I remember just sitting in my car. Um, I remember sitting in my car one day after hearing that song, and I just didn't want to get out of my car. Like, I just wanted to be in the moment that it put me in. And the story that it tells mm. of the resurrection of Dude, Christ it's so powerful. is... The, the how they pair the music with the vocals is so unbelievably powerful and although that whole thing just is is weird for me now um it is undeni- I, I can't deny how much i love that song and so these kinds of bands that have some of those elements although we've maybe moved to a different chapter of our lives um i think they're incredibly relevant and it's a really good idea to just recognize that and allow yourself to to love it because it's a part it's a part of your story. Mm-hmm. And I would I would say for, maybe I'm off base on this and maybe I just magnify how much I feel you might like these guys but I feel like from a band and music standpoint these guys are part of your story of like kind of growing into the the music that you love and 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 some of the some of the things that you've kind of t- talked about and how much you've kind of brought them up probably listen to them a lot when you work out and whatever you do and this just seems to be one of those bands that are like they're just in you dude it's funny because yes 100% it's funny because the comment that you're honing in on um I appreciate you even remembering that because it shows that you like actually pay attention to me when I talk. So <laughs> I'm glad after how many ever episodes we do, you're still listening to me. I, part of me is like, oh yeah, why hasn't he given up yet? Um, <laughs> but like, this guy's fucking crazy. Uh, it's actually that comment is another band with the name Wolves in it. That super evangelical structure is Wolves at the Gate. Oh my gosh, so dude, to, it's not these guys. To speak of Wolves. I don't get super put off by their their lyrics that oh, much. Oh, dude. Yeah. You, oh, I so thought it's it was even these better guys with these that guys. No, oh, no, no, no. It's dude. Woo. Yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, but they. I mean, they. There is some evangelism in his lyrics. Yeah. 
but nowhere near like, like Wolves, Wolves at the Gate, the gate is, is a straight up sermon. See, I heard the word wolf, and I knew you liked the band. Yeah. And uh, and there you go. No one can, anyone would do that. So I felt bad because like when you're saying <laughs> what you're saying, I was like, fuck, dude, there's no way I can like bring this up. Because he literally was just paying attention to me and like it meant a lot to him. So he's talking I about I paid it. attention to you enough, but not to the band name, I guess. Okay. <laughs> and that's okay. And we're going to, we're going to, um, so, so, but, uh, 100% though. And, and, and to your credit though, I did, even with a lot of these lyrics, I took it in a much more spiritually radical way at different times than I do now. And so. Yeah. Well, I wanted to yeah. actually, we can get into that later, but. It's funny because the lyrics in this song, because they have those hints of, I mean, obviously even being on solid state, right, right. some of the whatever, but, but like this, this, these lyrics are fairly dark compared to some of what you could get for some kind of evangelical lyrics. So yeah, I, I see now when you say that with wolves at the gate, cause obviously you've showed me those guys in the past. Um, uh, yeah, I guess now when I actually think about from a lyrical content, you're absolutely right. Wolves at the Gate are way more evangelical than this Super. stuff. Super. Yeah. Way like, more. He will He will literally, if I'm not mistaken, that guy will I preach pretty much in between songs and stuff. And these guys, when I saw them, yeah, the first thing that happened when they started is the vocalist kicked the bassist. Yes. Like straight, like in the leg or like the stomach. Yeah. And they just went a thousand miles per hour. <laughs> and that's all that happened. Okay. Not not saying it's right or wrong to talk about the Lord in between your songs, but they were These talking guys about were the Lord none of with their instruments. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they yeah. Uh, they were great. praising the high above with some breakdowns. <laughs> Which I'm thinking is is the way you do it. Um, so yeah. So what do we do? Where do we go? I do. Well, I don't know. I kind. I think I kind of derailed it because apparently no, I was talking no, about an entirely it, different band. No, although I think it still applies. It's incredibly I mean, relevant. Yeah, it's yeah. from it's from that kind of genre because I I mean my musical history is obviously littered with uh, all kinds of bands that would bring up those kinds of lyrics. But yeah. dude, I, I think. I, okay, can I, I? I will start off by just kind of bringing Please. in the musical elements of this song. Please, because this band really does uh, cook. Yeah, as they say. Um, Glad to hear you say that. Yeah. Immediately, guitar starts, pan in the left, and the vocals just balls. Right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, then the feedback starts coming in the right speaker, and uh, I love. Yeah. I love the hard. I love the hard panning left. You know, L LCR. You know, left, center, right. Uh, style of, of mixing is going on. And so, um, dude, the pattern of the drums at the beginning is like, okay, it, it, there are so many songs that do this drum pattern and I am such a sucker for it. And so it's the Gat it and gat it and gat it and gat it and gat it gat it gat it and gat it and gat it that kind of a thing. Sometimes it'll be gat it and 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 gat it. But it's just that that snare on the downbeat, the snare on the ones, you know, really the one two and the kick kind of going off. But they the that um that part like at the beginning when they bring it in, man, it's just that is such a driving drum beat. And the just the the reverb on the snare, the tone of the guitars when it's going. I mean, it just it gets your juices flowing, dude. Yeah, dude. I'm glad that I'm glad that you. I like that you use the word cooks um, because um, that's kind of that's kind of one large thing that pulled me in with them is like it was just kind of like high octane. Yeah, and and too often. It's tough. It's tough to find because I like kind of like, you know, like a punk rock uh, approach to metal. You know what I mean? And I think the Chariot does that probably the best. Yeah, um, I hear you. But these guys had the, in this song too. There's there's definitely elements of that, and with their more you know high tempo stuff. Yeah, it for sure gives a lot more of that vibe. And I think I say punk rock. Um, perhaps I'm kind of borrowing the term as like. Maybe a phrase. I, I think I like things really fractured, but fractured in kind of like a symphonic way, you know, mm -hmm. and the cherry does that really well. And I think metal, um, honestly, I, I think 
good heavy music kind of has an obligation to do that. And as metal has progressed and progressed, there's so many trends and like even trends in like time signatures and like blast beats and like all these things, things that are supposed to be um, unexpected, chaotic, what have you, mm-hmm. the more that this the genre progresses, the more almost, um, you know, put together it becomes, you yeah. know? And so I like discovering bands that are just like, nah, we're like just going for it. Yeah. And, and, and when I saw them live, I was just completely um, pleased with seeing like, that's how they are. And that's sure. their attitude. And I, I mean, it's not like, I, I don't mean to make it sound like there's only two kinds of metal, but if you want to put, you, you have like, you have a, a genre of metal that would have kind of like a tool or a Deftones mm-hmm. style to it, right? Like yeah. those would fit like in, in a metal genre, but they, they never get close to a punk metal, right? right ever. Right. But it's, it's not to say, well, then that's not metal, right? And then you can't certainly say that this music is punk. Right. It's not punk. It's, it's metal, but it definitely is more on the side of like, punk metal then you know because it it cooks baby i mean it cooks it's got that same kind of that feel and attitude it's not these big halftime droning guitar metal kind of thing right i'm saying yeah and so that's why i love right away i mean they get to it just like the chariot does hard pan guitar on the left screaming balls feedback comes in the right full band comes in Mm -hmm. and they're like let's just get this shit done yeah so it's it's um uh i think the drums in this song are uh one of the favorite parts for me musically of this song is the. I mean, I'm a sucker for his his vocals. I love like his yeah, just everything that he does with the vocals. But um, the the drums are just kind of all over the place in this song. I, I don't know. I just really really love um, when they bring in the tambourine. Yeah. See, you noticed Dude, on this one. <laughs> not only did I notice, but like I never noticed how much I like the tambourine in this song until. You know, now, you know, you talk about it, but, um, well, I, I think it, what I, I would bring up, cause right before that tambourine comes in, they do, uh, um, they have just kick and cymbal. So they have that, that gatun, do gatun, do gatun, that, that beat. And then it kicks into where he's just hitting cymbals in the kick drum. Right. And, uh, I forget what the lyric, the, the lyrics are on that point, but I, I, I'm, I'm sure you know what I mean. And then it's right after that, um, dude, they go into a seven, four time signature part. That's it's seven four time signature and it, it cuts out and there's no bass right right off the bat it's just guitar on the left I think I think there might be something going on, on the right I shouldn't like talk about the panning spectrum because I, I don't exactly remember right now but I know the bass cuts out and it's the guitar doing a line and then the drums and then that tambourine comes in and it provides that because there was this big big sound before it and then it cuts out and there's no bottom end it just provides a sense of yes, rhythm that yes. gets you just like dude i mean it, it gets it just like makes your head yes. and your hand just like dude these it's cooking yes. it's just cooking yes and without that tambourine going there dude it would be a totally lost element and that is that is it is so key in that moment yes. and having it be at a seven four time signature time and then they just then they they come in and they hit it hard for that verse yes but like that drop down right away and having it there is just beautiful dude Dude, I love how you explain that aspect because I think like one reason I call it punk is because it has like a punk rock mentality mostly. Like yeah. I'm sure there's some musical, uh, uh, like punk punk rock musicality that kind of factors into it. But it's the attitude, and, and you explaining that makes me think that um, they don't go for, um, you know, it's not like all hands on deck. Uh, everyone be like this kind of, um, you know, uh, expert, like this savant at what, like what you're doing. Um, like at that, they're cutting a lot of people out, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And they're just going with a few elements, you know? So it's not like this ultimate showcasing of everyone's like talents, like all the time. It's like, they're kind of, uh, just really switching off, off and on and like, I don't know, man. They're just creating these little pockets. And to do that, it's like less is more. Yeah. Like less is more. And it's just kind of a punk rock mentality to like have that because some of the more polished uh, metal that that uses the things that you explained earlier, that, that doesn't really happen that often. 
sometimes when things cut out, perhaps it's for like a guitar solo or something. Sure. Or like a cute little like bass, you know, like part that's like interstice between like, but you know, I don't know, just shit like this doesn't really happen that much. So anyways, um, uh, and I'll also say before we get talking, the relationships of this band, just cause I got to talk to the guy and I, I did research on the band before like, I ever saw him, um, some simple facts were uh, Spencer Chamberlain, the the vocalist of Under Oath. His brother's the drummer of this band. Oh, okay. And then Gage, the the vocalist, he was a very close friends with Micah Kennard of O Sleeper and toured with O Sleeper as like a tech or something okay. for like years. Um, and Micah Kennard was like a huge influence for him. And like all the all the members have been like related or very good friends with other bands that like i like and we like mm -hmm. so it's kind of cool because they're in that like culture you know and you can kind of see how they kind of yeah. bring that in but um yeah well um do you want to so i mean we can keep going through the song mm -hmm. um but i know you had actually started telling the story about seeing them live do you want to finish talking about the structure of the song then go into that or do you want to yeah, I mean, I guess I'll uh, let's. I guess we can finish talking about because uh, I know you might have a couple getting, more music things. Well, but. we're getting to the breakdown, which isn't necessarily in this song. It's not necessarily like this crazy out there guitar part breakdown. No, dude, they this kind of breakdown. Fucking love this. Breakdown. Is is uh, it shows the beauty in just being able to bang one chord. Yes, dude. Yes, dude. <laughs> so they don't go they don't go nuts. They don't go crazy guitar part whatever. They are banging one chord in the breakdown and then they just shift to, you know, a higher note at the tail end on one on the on f phrases 1 and 3. So in a four stanza like f when you have four phrases, right? Phrase one and three, they just go up, they shift up to a higher note real quick, and then they just go back down and just beat the shit out of the one chord. And then on twos and fours, they just do scratches. You know, just they mute the strings yes. and scratch, right? So, like, there's just so much power in in being able to do... I mean, it, in the chariot, we're just... I mean, they perfected the one chord banging and being able to make it just absolutely intense. Yeah. And this gives you that feeling of like, there's, um, when you can just bang a chord and have it give you this visceral reaction, there's something about that that just is so charming to me, man. It just makes me smile because we get so impressed by technically proficient artists of any kind, whether it's painting, whether it's music, whether it's writing, whatever it is. But just what trumps everything is when you just get emotionally involved, dude. It trumps everything. And I find it like, I want to be a better guitarist. I want to understand music better. I want to learn more about, about you know, building the instruments and, and, and doing all that kind of stuff. But I have to just smile when it's like, Dude is just distorting guitar and beating one chord. <laughs> like Dude, it makes yeah. me like, why am I trying so hard or <laughs> yeah. doing all this stuff when you can get such a visceral emotional reaction out of that? Yeah. I love that feeling, man. It just it speaks to the power of music in and of itself. Yeah. It really does, dude. It does. And I mean it, it's I, I think music largely too is um it's all about contrast, you know, at times. And I think if this song was much more um, collected in its elements and a little more expected of what some other metal bands do, then that part just wouldn't hit as hard. But since they're already kind of frenzied and all over the place, like his first lyrics of like, this is, I think it's, this is only going to make a mess of me. Uh, that's just kind of yeah. indicative of how the song is going to go. Like, it's just kind of sloppy and just let's, let's, Let's get it going here. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell my little story quick because that yeah, part yeah. that part, dude, it's it's always raining on me. Um, so, as you know, I like to you know pay attention to the lyrics sometimes, right? And in the first the first song of this album, which I just absolutely love, um, he 
there's lines that go, the foundation of my home is incomplete. I tried to mend the roof on my own, but it's always raining on me. Okay. And that, the first track is incredible. And I, I got that. And from a spiritual context, right? I tried to mend the roof on my own, but it's always raining on me. What I took that as is when I try to like follow my own will and when I just try and fix stuff on my own without you know, for me, without God's help, uh, when it comes to like meditation and prayer, without my family and friends help by asking for suggestions, by reaching out, things like that, I often can make a mess, right? Like I, I often am insufficient. And this is just my opinion, just doing my own thing, right? I, I am a product of a community, but like, I believe in obviously like free will and self-sufficiency as much as you can have it. Right. But I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for the love and help of others, right? And so sometimes, like, I just kind of make a mess of things. So I, that's what I channeled in, in those lyrics in the first track. So then when it got to this track, right, and he's screaming, it's always raining on me, I thought it was ironic, right? I thought it was kind of a, um, a subtle jab at having a victimized kind of, like, mentality, you know? And so, which I thought was great because like nostalgia seeds, um, I thought what the narrator was doing was just kind of um, just enraged at all these problems that are happening to them, but they're creating this mess themselves. Or if they're not creating it, it's their inability to reconcile their past, right? And so like as the, before it goes into that, right? I mean, we need to understand the preface. Um, the killing feeling that I can't save my brothers, the loneliness of my father, the abandonment of my mother, the confused thoughts of my sister, right? It's always raining on me. So I thought this individual was kind of like, almost like crying out for help. Like it's always raining on me, but I can't like, somehow they were to blame because they're trying to fix it on their own. So I see him live. They play this song. I had the pleasure. I had my own little 15 seconds of rock star, like for myself, it was so cool. And Zach, I remember Zach, <laughs> like, dude, Zach March's face after like the first time it happened. And like, he's so funny, dude. He said something, you know? Oh yeah. Um, his timing and just his, <laughs> his almost deadpan. Dude, Zach can be so funny, man. Dude, he is timing. So, I was flipping out when they were playing. And of course, there's like 40 people at this venue, right? So there's like 20 of us that are up by the stage. And I'm like banging my hand on, like just screaming these lyrics. Like, dude, I like can't get out of my skin quick enough. In the Oh, I've seen, not, I wasn't at that <laughs> show, but I have seen you at shows. So dude turns the microphone on me during like one part. Oh, hell yeah. And I am screaming during a breakdown. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, it was amazing, dude. It was, it was so exhilarating. And then he did it at another part, and which was amazing too. So I talked, and I, I don't know what happened, but I just thanked him after the show. I went to their merch table to buy some merch, thanked him after the show. It started a conversation He's like, hey man, let's you know, let's let's go outside, let's continue this conversation. And so we talked for like an hour, um, and it was a great conversation. We talked about a lot of things, and halfway through the conversation, it was funny. I was just telling him, you know, my I, I hadn't even gone, I haven't even, I don't even think I had gotten into school yet, but I was just telling him my infatuation with literature and um, and how how I pull apart lyrics and I I I I kind of felt proud of myself. I was like, you know, and I, I see what you were doing in the first track and what you did with those lyrics and how you connected it to this and yada yada. And I explained to him what I thought it meant. And he's like, oh man, he's like, actually I was being literal. Like he's like, I was at a time in my life where my my girlfriend like broke up with me and I was I was very depressed and I was like living in Washington. And I just felt like no matter what I did, like things were just raining on me. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know? And it was the opposite of what I thought. And like to this day, like I'm totally okay with that because I believe in art transcending the artist, you know? 
I think we have a responsibility as consumers to try and understand the piece, right? Or try and understand what they're going for. And often, if we can channel what they're going for, it usually makes our experience much richer, you know? I don't think you should just take lyrics and just kind of like, just make them whatever you want. And that's like how to best experience art. I'm not saying that. But as consumers of art, every once in a while, we get it wrong, but it still may be right for us. And I think that's okay. You know, I don't think what the artist intends should be exclusive is, is, is my point. And so the way I, to wrap up my long story, the way I interpreted the lyrics and how I use that to my own benefit by like, you know, cause you said like it gets you charged. Like this song would get me charged to be a vulnerable person and not try and fix a bunch of things on my own and to just kind of dig into this concept of just being, uh, allowing myself to be ugly in front of others so they could help me. And I really like that. Like the lyrics, like this is only going to make a mess of me. I don't know. I was just really drawn to that. So, yeah. Dude, that's, that's cool. It's funny because uh, uh, I, I, listening to the song, that lyric you just said, um, this is only going to be, or this is only going to make a mess of me, um, is maybe the only lyric those are maybe the only lyrics that I could understand and remember throughout the song, which is part of what I love actually about metal music. I mean, dude, in all sincerity, like I, I maybe know lyrics from a few of the songs by the chariot, but I know all of their songs and all of their music, but yeah. the lyrics, like I know the, I know the vocal patterns. Like I know what he, the patterns of what he's screaming, but I don't like, I don't really remember a bunch of lyrics. Um, so that's, that's actually also why, um, I know you pay attention to lyrics a lot more and to have you kind of even, you know, open up the lyrics and look at them and, and study them and understand them to be able to go to the show and have an intelligent conversation with some dude that's just screaming his balls off. You might be one of the only guys that ever went to that man to talk about the <laughs> lyrics, right? I mean, you just have to realize that because most people are probably there for the emotionally charged music and just, you know, all out war here. <laughs> but um, uh, why I say that is that's also, well, that's also part of um why I probably kind of just like figured you were talking about these guys because like when I listen to these guys, I don't really hear a lot of lyrics. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I would have to stop and pull them up and then read along. Let's sing along. <laughs> Dude, here I see. So for all you know, they were given a sermon on second oh, Corinthians. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah that's yeah. what I mean. So like when, when you say it's there, I like, I know they're on solid state and I know you pay attention to lyrics and it's like, Oh, I could see that because I also, every once in a while you pick up a thing here or there that's like, you know, they're clearly, I mean, they're not talking about heroin and strippers here, right? right? So <laughs> right. there's some level of whatever that, that you kind of, also when you listen to the bands we listen to and they have that underlying kind of, you know, evangelical, whatever they come from, you know, solid state or record label that has it, you just kind of expect it. Yeah. You get yeah. what I'm saying? There's something going on there. So yeah. anyway, um, what I'm trying to say in a very long way is I couldn't tell what any lyrics were in this song except that very first line until I actually pulled them up and started reading them. So that being said, um, I, I don't have nearly as much to say about them. However, I really like just the last line. When the oh, water starts to rise, hell yeah. just remember who sent you. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> that is a kind of a badass line, dude. Um, yeah. what is uh, what, what what does that mean to you? Did you ask him what that means? Uh, I, I did, and he actually doesn't even know. Oh, no, really? I'm just kidding. No, no, I didn't. I didn't talk to him about that part. That is, he he is he is very good at. Um, he's very interested in ominous, uh, um stanzas and even like single and double lines like that it's all throughout their albums um so when it comes to when the starter when the water starts to rise um just remember who sent you um that, dude i that one i haven't spent like a ton of time on because it just seems like it can go so many different ways but like the nostalgia seeds keep on growing when it when it comes to like it's always raining on me when it's raining on something uh and and it's of seeds right it's going to like 
um, water it, it's going to make it grow. And so what I think, what I think was happening in this is, um, the, the, the hardship and adversity that is happening is continuing to grow. I, I think nostalgia is almost in the wrong context. I think it's, it's, um, continuing to grow this like regret and, um, um, like irreconciliation of the past, like the loneliness of my father, the abandonment of my mother, the confused thoughts of my sister. Like the more it rains on this protagonist, the more it's kind of like growing these other parts that they're trying to get rid of. So I don't know how that factors into that last line, but I'm interested in your thoughts. Well, I, I kind of, uh, because I, because the line made me just like stop and go, I, that sounds really badass. Um, there's something, there's something there it made me stop and think because it wasn't straightforward, of course. But I think with all of the, um, uh, you know, the self-deprivation throughout the song and, you know, every day pushing, pulling, grinding, defeated, failing and breathless, selling yourself so short, it's making a mockery of me, right? So he's got a lot of lyrical content in here that's just um, very uh, negative against himself. I think that that last line, kind of with the idea of nostalgia as well, nostalgia looking back on your past and uh, feeling, you know, just, I guess, reflecting on your past and feeling some of those vibes from the past. That what what I felt like that meant to me was um, when he's saying, it's always raining on me. And then even to hear you say, that he told you, oh, it's because I was like out in Seattle and it was like literally raining, like like bad shit was happening. Plus, it was actually raining. Like this is sad. Well, if he wouldn't have been in Seattle, it wouldn't have. It might not have been literally raining on him, or at least not all the time, like it does out there, right? And so he put himself in a position in life to to be in that kind of environment, and so. When he says the water starts to rise, just remember who sent you. I think what he's doing is he's looking at himself in the mirror saying, you're the reason you're here. Yeah. So if you want to sit in this water that's rising around you, you got to remember you're the one that put yourself here. Yeah. And I think all that self-mocking and then even hearing him like talking about that, I think there's this moment of that reflection of just looking at yourself going, you're the reason you're getting dumped on. Dude, it's funny you say that because now I'm I'm remembering another part of the conversation actually just after that where he we were I was picking apart this song and he actually said I actually never realized some of these things, but he even mentioned there was some of that stuff going on while he was writing it. Hmm. And my observations actually uh uh triggered him to think about it in a different way. And that'll happen with like, you know, whenever you're writing anything, like people will point things out about my stories sometimes that I wasn't maybe consciously thinking about at the time, but I'm like, oh yeah, that's, that's definitely going on there. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Uh, because it's in you and you're writing about it. Um, I, I really like that. I, I really like your analysis of that. I think that's, uh, yeah, I think, and, and, you know, biblically speaking, you know, uh, anytime water is mentioned, um, one is, um, challenge to think of either, you know, baptisms or, or the flood mm-hmm. and, you know, the symbolism of the flood, you know, would be the, the people's own, um, misstep, right. Bringing it on themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's, uh, because they and other like Christian hardcore bands that I really respect seem to want to challenge classic narratives, uh, biblical narratives sure. and see how we can apply it with a more uh, contemporary um, telling that fits us. And so instead of like shaming other people, you know, and being like, you're going to, you know what I mean? You're going to bring a flood on yourself, you know, and being Uh condemning. I think he's kind of interested in wondering how are you kind of flooding yourself? You know what I mean? How are you bringing harm to yourself and maybe, maybe look at that, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, Which is, Definitely a much more liberating and then uh, peaceful toward others way yeah. of interpreting it. Um, but yeah, man, that's... Uh, but there's I some guess. responsibility that you take on yourself, you know, like, to, to, to that last point. I think that, you know, when, when you're listing off, when you're, when you're feeling this, uh, this pain and self-deprivation and, and then you're also 
you know, you're kind of looking at, well, the killing feeling that I can't save my brothers, the loneliness of my father, the abandonment of my mother, the confused thoughts of my sister. Like there's things that he's talking about other people, but at the end of the day, all you can really control is what you do. Yeah. You know? And so if you're still getting shit on all the time, yeah. look in the mirror for a second. Okay. You're the reason you're here. So how do we get out of this then? We can't blame it or look at any anything else or anybody else for any of that. It's taking that responsibility, I think. that. Anyway, um, um, that's definitely my favorite lyric in the song. I just thought it was, uh, uh, it, it kind of stopped me in my tracks a little bit. Actually, when I read it as I was listening to the music, I paused the music so that I could reflect on that lyric a little bit. That's cause cool. Because it kind of it kind of gripped me. Um, anyway... Dude, I, I think my favorite musical element, um, I, I really like each part of this song, I guess. Yeah. Um, I don't have necessarily a, a, a favorite like part of the song. Um, and so my, my favorite, but my favorite musical element within it, I love the, just the chunky guitar scratches and the feedback at the end. Yeah. And that kind of like the cool. chaotic ending. It's not really chaotic, I guess. It's not, it's not the way that I, I should put it, but like that, the aggressive chunky guitar, um, scratches along with that feedback just is, uh, um, I don't know when you when you're when you're in the mood for some all out punk style metal, dude. That just stuff just that kind of stuff just gets me going, dude. Yeah, just scraping your guitar and letting it feedback. And then my favorite moment, though, um, I, I I don't I actually like I really like the individual parts. I don't think I I really don't like like I don't like the breakdown more than I like the kind of the intro, you know, that drum pattern thing that yeah, I was talking. Yeah. I kind of like I kind of like a lot of the chunks that are in this. But um, dude, when they when they at a minute thirty nine when the drums go into the tom part before the breakdown. Oh, yes. And dude. they're they, they chop it up a little bit. Yeah, oh And he's yeah. just hitting those toms. That and you know a little you know they don't they don't foreshadow a lot that something's coming, but that shift in it just like the first time the first time I heard that I was just like, dude, I mean that that part was so awesome. And then it stops and the bass does the drop Yes. And then they go into the freaking one chord banging breakdown. Like that that kind of moment together, I feel like that setup was really great. Dude, that 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 ushers in that next section of the song and then the the drums really like chop it up. Yeah. And they kind of like slam uh, I don't know how they do it, but like two or three times before getting into the breakdown. You yeah. Know? yeah. They they um Yeah, so my favorite uh lyrics, um I just I actually are the beginning. This is only going to make a mess of me. I just like how he just comes in and just kind of like says, screams it. You know, it's not a full out scream. It's just kind of like yeah. a, a talking scream. And then um, uh, my favorite moment is kind of a combination of the part you were talking about and how it leads into the breakdown. But then at the beginning, I will never forget when I heard that breakdown the first time, dude, it was, it was one of the most spectacular first breakdown experiences like I've ever had. Like I, I listened to this whole album, like I think maybe straight through when I first listened to it and I was just blown away, you know, and yeah. I was so excited to have found something like this. I just love finding albums. And, uh, but this one, so like I was pretty into the album by this point. Yeah. And then like, they kind of start chopping it up and I'm like, okay, where are we going? And then the breakdown hit and I'm like, oh my God, like, yeah. I just love you guys. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's my favorite moment. And, and I just want to add, um, one quick note that helps me explain myself is you said the word aggressive and I really like that, um, and you said the word carnal before we even started talking. And like, this is, this is like a straight up worship song for me. And I like worship in different ways. And this is a way like, and when I say like, you know, yeah, anyone who's had like, um, at least for me in the Christian sphere, if you've had a Christian worship experience, right. It's, 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 you know, some, some people would refer to it as, you know, your way of, um, channeling, um, you know, whatever's going on 
to feel closer to God or, or to praise, you know, God or to, to show gratitude for what you have in life or whatever. It's just this kind of like, there's a bridge, right? I feel like worship, um, is, is, is often connected in a contemporary, um, model as a bridge between yourself and others, yourself and God, yourself and the community around you. Um, this, when I, I, so I should be careful when I use the word worship, but like, this is a way I'm able to like release myself. Um, and in that release, I'm able to feel like closer to the people around me. And I just need aggressive music to do that sometimes. Like I just can't, like I have some very beautiful moments while I'm listening to like Mumford and Sons, right. Or, you know, a Dave Bazan or, or bands who really pull that out of you. But there's certain things that I can't get unless you are just going a thousand miles per hour. Yeah. <laughs> like there's just certain <laughs> things that I, and, and I, and I think a lot of it has to do with, I have a lot of aggressive, um, you know, things that I still deal with, like from my past, like I still have some hurt and some resentment and, and some pain there. And so to, to be able to get that out in a very peaceful, you know, and like, uh, I don't know, dynamic way, uh, is just great. And so it's breakdowns like this that I can do it, you know? So it's like, I don't know, man, I'm just grateful for that. So, cause I've often taken that aggression, aggression out on different vices and stuff. And I'm a much better person when I take it out on like a breakdown. So dude, I could get behind that. Yeah. Well, what do you, what do you got to wrap it up, man? Dude, speak your piece. Straight up, quit being a chump. <laughs> okay, <laughs> get an umbrella. <laughs> okay, no one wants to hear about it. Um, <laughs> dude, I, honestly, man, uh, as as sincere as it sounds, though, like I, I still maybe he intended this subconsciously, maybe he didn't, but like for me. It's like, dude, if you're just making a mess of things, like, slow down, slow down and get some help, some, get some perspective from some people around you, you know, because like, too often when we feel like life is just kind of shitting on us, you know, and everything is terrible and blah, 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 um, often there's some things that we can be doing differently, you know, it's pretty rare when we are just absolutely not to blame for some sort of mental or emotional um difficulty that we're dealing with and when that happens it's tough and we write it out you know what i mean but usually when people are usually when we're stuck in a spot and we're feeling like the world is against us often there's a difference um that can be made if we get some perspective and that's just my that's that's my experience and so this this song is kind of a fun way for me to like let out that like aggressive animal that just wants to take control of everything and like be in control and make everything mine and just realize that like, uh, I'm kind of a savage when, when, you know what I mean? I kind of behave like a savage when that happens and I need some help. So, uh, if you feel like it's always raining on you, uh, you know, talk to your friend, talk to your neighbor and get a fucking umbrella. (laughs) Quit being a chump. Okay. I'm tired of it.